It's time to wake up, recover from last night's mess, and get your fix of sports caffeine. It's time to kickstart your day with the latest sports news and opinions. Get ready. Sports Caffeine is live in three, two, one. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sports Caffeine. We are live here on Facebook and Twitter and wherever else uh, this is available. We're also streaming on FanStreamSports.com, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and many more. Of course, you can always follow us on Twitter as well, at Sports Caffeine 1. And we are so excited you're here with us this morning. It is Friday. Oh, my goodness, we've made it to the end of the week, and I'm excited the weekend is upon us. But uh, before we get to the weekend, we got to get to sports caffeine. So let's bring in our uh, our, our other hosts as well. Uh, we'll start with, of course, L. Bushman himself joining us. L. Bushman, good morning, Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah. yeah. Happy Friday. Yeah. Happy Friday, bro. Happy Friday. Yeah, I, I wasn't yeah. expecting the, the singing today. That That's good stuff. That's great. I, I can dig it. It was right off, right straight off the dome. It was at that backstreet break. <laughs> Speaking of dome, just real quick before we bring in Tony, I, I watched the video that you shared on on Twitter yesterday about the the Rays, the Tropicana Field thing, and yeah. I I was just blown away and also laughing hysterically for a lot of it. But you so know. funny enough, he the guy that did that video is going to be on our show next week. No, I'm so excited. Oh yeah, do I I watched that that video and it was quite funny the way his quips were and then there's a lot of stuff I didn't know about like the the trop and how the the history of it and and the residents yeah. around that I did not know a lot of those things I'm like damn that that's kind of a, a really shady background trop yeah, you like, you hear it you're like man you know I really like the trop one point now I don't anymore you know that's just yeah. terrible now well like, let's bring it up. It almost seems like uh, that the, um, the the plot out of Poltergeist, where it was uh, it was built on an Indian burial ground or something like that. It's like okay, no wonder it kind of there. All right, well, let's bring in our our third host this morning from the JP Show, intern Tony, joining us. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, people. Good morning. Uh, just when I thought I was out, you pulled me back in. So back welcome in. back, me. Just when I thought I was done. Uh, anyway, so yeah, intern Tony from the JP Show, of course, is joining us, and you can catch them Monday through Friday, three to six PM, uh, over in the Tampa Bay area. But he, he's joining us on Sports Caffeine again, and this is great. This is this is fun. We like having Tony with us, and uh, so let's let's kick start the show on Friday. Obviously, the news uh, the news of the week is just we've been talking all week, and even on our show about the uh, the Washington Redskins and their. Uh, issues. Well, now it goes, it seems it goes beyond uh, just, you know, a name and a nickname at this point. Now we're talking about some pretty, pretty heavy stuff here uh, when it relates to Dan Snyder. So, uh, El Bushman, I, I want to start with you. How do you feel about this? I know we've been talking on and off this week about the, the Redskins and what that looks like, but now there's this report about Dan Snyder and things he used to do, and, and now it's starting to kind of, you know, gain some traction. So, <laughs> Can you tell us how you're, how you're feeling about this? 
I <laughs> there's so many bullet points to this story. It go it goes back a couple of years too because I remember there was a report came out with uh, the whole trip they went to Costa Rica with the cheerleaders and <clears throat> there's a whole thing where um you know they were they had to they were being watched nude and stuff like that. But now there's even more layers to the story where uh, Dan Snyder was named on the Epstein report. There was uh, accusations of him paying off the the officials now that might be coming out that might be true. So there's, there's so many things going on with the Redskins. Just, just sell the team, like start a new, like maybe Dan Snyder needs to like leave and be gone from the NFL. I, I, I don't know. I think maybe the name change now has, is kind of been put in place to where, Hey, we've got something else coming out. That's really, really bad. Maybe we should come out with, hey, we're changing the name of the team because it's been such a an eyesore and a such a hot topic for for our team for the past you know ten to fifteen years. Let's 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 put that out so it can be it can distract people from the other things that might be coming out pretty soon. So, uh, the Washington Redskins are just now almost like a pariah in the league now. Where uh, if I feel bad for the players, especially the new ones that have been on the team like Dwayne Haskins and uh, and. And Jones that just got drafted this year. So, and even Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera is a great guy, a great coach. He's coming onto this team now. That's got a lot of bad blood and bad history with it. It's like, what what are you going to do now with this team? Honestly. Well, and he, you know, before we get to Tony, there there is a quote here that you know Ron Rivera released a statement after this story originally had broke. And one of the things, one of the sections, I won't read the whole thing, but one of the sections he says is quote plus my daughter works for the team and i sure as hell am not going to allow any of this so i mean again it's a situation where it, it's not it doesn't just affect ownership it, it like you said it affects everybody uh this is a very terrible situation to be in this is not something that i think anybody i would say expected uh good morning on the clock radio what's up uh but tony let, let's throw it to you what, what's your thought process on there i mean this is just a mess right now yeah, uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg, honestly. Uh, this team has been a cellar dweller for years. Um, Daniel Snyder has been a bad owner consistently over the years as well. I mean, yeah, he does spend that extra money and does give out blank checks uh, per Albert Hainsworth. But um, he, he, he's done more bad than good. And now this is coming out with the cancel culture of 2020. Uh, I can't see him lasting any longer. Of course, this, like I said, this is the, just the tip of the iceberg. But the, what you don't want to see is a Donald Sterling. Uh, if you guys don't know who Donald Sterling is, it's the old uh, – before Steve Ballmer owned the Clippers, he was the owner of the Clippers uh, with the uh, NBA. So do some research on that as well. But that's what you don't want. And I don't think – and to be honest, I don't think Roger Goodell would allow that to happen uh, almost like – Adam Silva had to with, and that was when Adam Silva was brand new to the NBA as well. So, it, it, it seems like it seems like with the Redskins, it's just like it's story after story that comes out of this team. Where what, well, and it's weird. Like now, this report's coming out by the Washington Post, where this this whole series of events and whole series of of accusations is coming out right before the season starts. I love how. Each year we have a huge NFL story right before the season starts. Like you guys couldn't have held off to this maybe before the season. We could have dealt with this like in the off season, but it has to come right before the season, right before a name change. We're in the middle of COVID right now. I, I think with Dan Snyder, it, I mean, 
the past couple of years, we've had executives resign. Guys have been fired. We've now have 15 accusations by, by uh, ex-female uh, employees about Dan Snyder, like pimping them out to people. So whatever comes out is true. Like, I think it's time for Dan Snyder to be like, and I think a, a couple of the minor, uh, majority a minority owner, owners want him to sell the team. So I think maybe he should like kind of step away, sell the team, and be done with it for his era of uh, the Washington Redskins. Because now, now it's just a huge blown up thing where now you're being looked at and being scrutinized for stuff that's been culminating for the past twenty years for this this franchise. Now, now I I'm of the opinion that I think it, it it's not Dan Snyder will not leave on his own. It's going to take a decision from somebody, the ownership or uh, even Roger Goodell, uh, as you mentioned before. I, I think the NFL has to step in and look into this with with the severity that it is. And Charles Richardson, thank you for watching Washington dumpster fire and so is the football team. Yeah, it is. I mean, you look at this whole situation right now and, and all of this, it, it just seems like, you know, we get to Monday and they're going through this renaming process. Now, now that is taking away from the football team and dealing with that. And now you get to the end of the week and now you have your, your owner being accused of all of these things. Uh, and, and again, there's, there's, I always like to say this about stories like this. There's the, the real story. There's, you know, the ownership stories. So and that'll be Dan Snyder. And the truth is somewhere in the middle. And, and I think that that's a good example of what's happening here is that nobody knows there, there are rumors, there are things that have been said. And so I think the NFL has to step in, investigate this, and they need to take it seriously because this is not, this isn't just some, you know, fly by night type story. This is 15 people who are saying, who are saying that they were sexually harassed. And that is not, even if it was just one person, yeah. it's not okay. It's unacceptable. Yeah. If anybody, uh, the, it's a sensitive subject to a lot of people. We all know that. Um, but you can't take it lightly. And like Charles Richardson said uh, when he commented, Washington is really a dumpster fire. Uh, but if there is ever a person that it can be dedicated, that can turn the organization around from a football standpoint, it is uh, Riverboat Ron Rivera. Um, <laughs> he, he, I, I think with his military background, he will get everybody disciplined. It's just when it comes from ownership, when it comes from top-down behavior, it's kind of hard to s just sigh away from everything and like be patiently be patient with it because you know where the problem <clears> lies. <throat> and if you and that's your that's your team, like you are the owner, the majority owner of the Washington Redskins. So everything below you is yours. So the fact that the head of the snake is, doesn't know what's going on or didn't report anything going on it kind of puts a spotlight on, or in this case, uh, a, a bullet right on your head. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, the big bullseye. It puts a target on your back. Yeah, it's it's funny because, I mean, it's, you know, Ron Rivera is is a, a, a great coach. We've, we've seen that with Carolina. And he could have taken any job in the NFL, any job. He could have gone anywhere, but he picked Washington. So I want I want to – I wish I, I could have been a fly on the wall with that meeting with him and, and, and Dan Snyder, like, okay – you know, I'm here to to take over the head coaching job. Why should I come here? You should sell yourself to me, almost like Tom Brady did to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, whatever conversation that you know Ron Rivera had with Dan Snyder was probably, you know, what we need to change the culture here. This needs to be a winning attitude in this organization. So, if I was if I was Ron Rivera, I, I, I would have been like, okay, what what is what is really going on in this organization? Is there anything I should really know about before taking this job? Because if not. <clears throat> 
I don't, I don't, I don't want the job, but apparently, you know, Dan Snyder, of course, probably didn't tell him anything, but yeah. you know, Dan Snyder's a winner. He, he wants to come in and change the culture. That's, that's why he was taking those meetings with Dan Snyder about changing the name of the team and everything. But now this whole thing comes out from the Washington post. It's like, if I was Ron Rivera, I'd be like, well, shit, <laughs> should I take yeah. the wrong job? <laughs> well, I, I think it's just one of those situations that we're obviously we're going to keep an eye on here at sports caffeine, of course, but uh, but man, what a what a roller coaster ride it's been with the with the formerly known as Washington Redskins. So, uh, Washington we'll, TBD is the name of the team, right? The now. Washington TBDs. That's right, TBD. TBDs. So, uh, well, let's let's stay in the NFL for just one more uh, uh, thing here. Uh, there was a report yesterday that there have been 72 uh, NFL players that have tested positive for COVID uh, since July 10th. So I, I, we'll start with Tony. Tony, this uh, do you think this is a big deal? Not a big deal. I mean, there's obviously way more people than 72 in the NFL, thankfully. Uh, but is this a big deal or no deal for you uh, that, that 72 have tested positive in the last you know week or so? All right. So let's just uh, let's just go by the numbers. 72 out of how many NFL players? Like you said, like there's 90 man raw or like there's 90 man teams right now because of training camp. But there's no training camp right now. So let's just take an average of a 53 man roster, right? 53 man roster over 32 teams. That's almost 1,700 people, right? That's 1,700 people. You divide that. It is 72 divided by that, and you get. Um, Anyway, the number is irrelevant. So it's a long number. It's a long number. You don't want to even put out. And I don't even know why we're making a big deal about it because, like Bruce Arian said, everyone's going to get it, right? So might as well build that herd immunity and get over it. Because and it's better now than during the season because you don't want to miss any games or such. Yeah, and that makes sense. You know what? Your your math kind of and you and I are you and I are pro wrestling fans. So so that that really reminded me of the uh, Scott Steiner math. Uh, oh, you, got 20, you, got 30, you already got me. You got a 50% yeah. chance of winning. But with me, it's a 33 and 30% chance of winning. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. But anyway. It's only about 4.2% of NFL players have it. Sorry right. about that, guys. My my internet cut out made me it's freeze. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, we're crunching the numbers over here. So I'm, so, glad, I'm glad somebody is because I'm really bad at math. So uh, good for you, Tony. Good for you. you so, it's about 4.2%. 4.2% of NFL players tested positive for corona. Okay, so we're, I mean, saying, we're saying not a big deal down here. What are we saying over here? Over I, mean, here? I mean, since July 10th. Uh, not a big deal to me. Out of all the players, seventy-two. I mean, that's that's you know not a, a cause for concern. I mean, out of all the players that we have in the league, I mean, seventy-two is pretty pretty good. I mean, but the thing is, we we should expect this though. We should expect numbers like that to come out, you know, before the season, during the season, after the season's over. So it, this I, this wouldn't be a concern to me. I mean, the players want to play. They want to get out there and everything. So even guys that had COVID are still wanting to go out and play. So I I don't I don't. I don't see this much as a concern. I mean, of course, you're going to have guys like Donovan Smith who, you know, want to take precautions about their family, and he's got a new baby and everything that don't want to play. You're going to have players like that. But other than that, I think the majority of players that that are in the league uh, are, are going to play. You know, 72 cases to me is not really a concern, especially and since actually, July. And actually, they they have made uh, the NFL's. It, it seems as though they're kind of starting to work on that because now I heard yesterday that you have to have a written review or a written. Uh, you know, letter to the NFL by August 1st, if you do not, if you want to sit out and you're not comfortable playing. 
So that was the report yesterday is that they're making they're they're shooting <laughs> for August first as a deadline for that. Uh, okay. So I think the NFL is starting to see, you know, kind of what again what other sports are doing, and we've talked about this before. I think the NFL has really the biggest benefit out of all the sports because they're the ones that are going to go on last. Uh, they can see what Major League Baseball is doing and hockey and and all you know the NBA, all of these other sports. They can sit back and go, okay, that was cool, that worked, let's do that. Or they can say, no, 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 that was horribly handled. We're not going to do it that way. You know, so it, it, it does kind of favor them to some degree uh, with that. But, you know, I, I also I agree with you guys. I don't think it's a big deal yet. I think, you know, I've said this many times and I'm not going to get into this, you know, COVID discussion. I'll leave that for JP uh, to do that. But but what I will say, <laughs> what I will say is, you know, I, I do agree with JP on, on a number of things that he says. And one of the things he says is, you know, this is just this is the culture that we live in. This is what we're dealing with right now. And until there's a, a legitimate vaccine, which could happen, maybe I don't, I don't know. But I think the other the other side of this is that we just have to understand that this is the new normal. This is what we're going to have to just live with right now. And I think it, it it's not an excuse, and I'm not downplaying the virus and things like that because there are people who are dying and it's serious. But at the same time, I still think that. To live fear mentality is not going to help anybody. Uh, so, you know, it, it's just one of those it's, – it's a hot-button issue right now. And I think I think with the NFL having as many tests as they've had, even if it's small, it's something that they're going to look at. But I don't think it's something they're too concerned about yet. Tony? Yeah. I, I, James, I, I agree with you on that because, I, you know, going back to what you said about <clears throat> the NFL has an advantage for being the last one to start. The NFL, bar none, is the number one sport in America. It's hands down. It surpassed baseball a long time ago. So having them having the you know the the advantage of starting last, you know, of course, like you said, they they can look at policies which have worked. They look at testing which has not worked. They can look at all those things and say, okay, you know what, we need to do things just like the other leagues have had and do the things they they haven't done uh, good. So they have so much advantages over the other other leagues that they're in prime position to to really blow this out of the water when it comes to having the players safe tested well if, if they do test test positive they have you know quarantines available ready to go so the NFL is in prime position and that's why they're going to they're going to start on time is they're, they're they get to have they get to see all the other leagues go through this right now before they get the start so i you know it, it's it is you know like i said it is what it is it's the culture we're living in and you know what i think going forward we're we're all going to have it, it, it's going to be part of the norm. I mean, if you get COVID, you get you get quarantined, you get tested, and you go from there. But And especially when they start to bring back fans, which it's it's already started to happen. I mean, we, we heard this yesterday on the JP show that Bristol had fans there. They had how many uh, yesterday, uh, Tony? It was like 30,000 people there yesterday? Yeah, I, it was close, It was up close to like in the thirty to 60,000 range. Yeah, so so leagues are looking at this. Like they want fans to be there. They, they want them to be there. So they're taking those. And, they, and having 30,000 spread apart – Hell, you can do that at the drop. You can if you take off, the, if you take off the tarp. But with with football, it, it, there's there's two things. Are these tests actually accurate? Right. We don't know that for now. Also, right. if they were, t- how many of them actually have the antibodies and actually got tested before getting tested by the NFL? We right. don't know that either. So, and also the 72 people that got tested. How far, how far along are they in the recovery process? We don't know that either. So there's a bunch of unknowns that we don't know, which is why I'm kind of like just giving my blind eye to it because at this point, it's just like, okay, it's, it's coronavirus. Like, 
half these players are going to be asymptomatic anyway, so they can't transmit it through to another person. And they're 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 top notch athletes. You know, they they work out a lot, unless you haven't been working out during the coronavirus period, which you want to opt out then. Then you can do that. But seventy two out of seventeen hundred people. I don't find that to be a big deal. I just think because in today's day and age, oh, coronavirus this, COVID-19 that, we just have to report this because it's just news. Right. Well, we have three people on the show, so there's a 33 and a third percent chance that I'm that, – no, I'm kidding. Anyway, all right. Let's, uh, I'm not going to – Tony, Tony's, uh, Tony's more out in public than we are, so – Can I, can I just say this for the record, uh, Taylor, whoever this Taylor person is, just shut up! You're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. No, 100%, 100%. Uh, guys, guys, don't don't give him Every any attention. Show that's, that's, uh, the Taylor is Taylor the troll. Taylor's been with us ever since we were on that on the other show. But so let him let him do his trolling. Oh, uh, he'll he only he'll only get highlighted when he says good things. Uh, so just let him do his troll thing. So well, he's our. I haven't, had a chance, I haven't had the chance to tell him to shut up, so I'm gonna tell you to shut up. Just shut up. If you think if you think we get a second round draft pick for OJ Howard, you need to stop waking and baking. He's not Taylor. getting traded. He's not yeah. going anywhere. You guys, James, James, he's still hung up from the draft show about the comment I think JP made. So he's 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 doing his troll thing. So let's let's move on. Let's move on from we Taylor. Are, we are moving on. I'm sorry. I had to, I it's had okay. Because I've known I've known Taylor since high school. He's always been like this. He's even he's actually. <laughs> gotten worse as the years go by so so yes taylor the all right. oh god anyway all right well let's uh let's move on to the to major league baseball obviously there's a lot of news going on in major league baseball one of those being if you're a tampa bay rays fan uh they did confirm yesterday austin meadows uh did test positive for coronavirus which we actually last week on the jp show Tony, we talked about that because they he just disappeared from workout. He wasn't there. Uh, one day he was there, the next day he wasn't. So uh, they did confirm yesterday that he that he obviously uh, started this. But the other thing that Major League Baseball uh, started doing yesterday, at least for the Rays, and I know other parks have been doing this, uh, they started pumping in crowd noise uh, inside of the stadium during during. You know, they actually have been having some intra squad games. Uh, and as a matter of fact, if you are a Rays fan, Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports Sun, they are going to have an intra-squad game on TV. So if you guys want to catch that, that's going to be fun. I know I'm going to be watching that. That's going to be cool. So if you're a Rays fan, and other teams are doing kind of similar things as well as they gear up for uh, opening 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 day uh, next Thursday. So uh, I'll, I'll throw it to you guys. It's time for another good idea, bad idea. You, if you guys watch Animaniacs, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I love the guys. But it's time for another good idea, bad idea. What are we going to do tonight, Brian? <laughs> Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Um, so, uh, so good idea, bad idea, crowd noise. I, I heard Trisha Whitaker, who's a, a friend of this show, uh, shared yesterday uh, a video of the crowd noise going on while the Rays were, were hitting. Uh, I thought it sounded okay. I, I think it's obviously weird, but at the same time, again, it's just where we live in right now. So, El Bushman, we'll start with you. Good idea, bad idea, pumping crowd noise. I like it. It's, I think it's a good idea, idea because you're bringing that element that those those guys are used to hearing is the crowd noise. Yes, we're going to hear a lot of jokes about, oh, there's not a lot of crowd noise at the trap, but there is crowd noise there. So I, I like the idea because it gets them back in the baseball mode. I mean, here, here's my only concern. If every team is going to do this, 
are we going to have some kind of like crowd gate where like you might have teams pumping in kind of some kind of weird crowd noises and stuff like that. That's my only concern, but I think it's a great idea because you know, it, it brings that level of, Hey, there's a live crowd here. This is what we're playing against. And plus, you know, for the people at home, you don't want to hear just silence when you're watching a game at home, you want to hear some kind of crowd noise. So I think it's a, I think it's a great idea. Uh, I, from what I've heard, Kevin Kiermeyer likes the idea. A couple of other race players like the idea too. They liked it. So yeah, I think going forward, I think if, if they're going to do this for the season, do it, keep going with it. All right, Tony. Uh, yeah, basically I, I actually like the crowd noise um, just to steer because you kind of covered all of baseball Bushman. Um, <laughs> and, and actually it was, it was actually pretty cool in my opinion that especially when you see the home run, it, it makes you feel like last time I was in Tropicana Field was the playoff games. So I get that nostalgic feeling of, you know, hitting the whole G-Man Choi or Kiermaier hitting that home run in the playoffs. So it, it might make the players feel good as well, just as like a, a personal experience. Um, but other than that, I think it works. Uh, I hope they use it in baseball games and stuff like that, because it, if, they, if you've been watching soccer, if you watch the EPL, I watched the Chelsea game the other week and – to be honest, it was the forty. It was the forty-sixth minute, and I was like, "Wait, they're pumping in crowd noise." I didn't even know the difference. Yeah. So, and let me just say for the record, Chelsea is the best soccer team in the world. And I don't care who your soccer team is; they suck compared to Chelsea. <laughs> uh, but no, but I I actually like it. Uh, shout out to Bill Gary. Good morning. That's a good friend of mine. Uh, but no, I look. I like it. I think it's different. I think it's again. We we've said this so many times now. It's kind of become mundane to say it. Uh, but we're just in this unprecedented time, and uh, and we just have to kind of adjust the best way that we can. And I think for the MLB players, I think to try to give them something that that is appears like normalcy will help. I, I don't think it could hurt anything. I, I think it's weird to you and I. And it's funny because they're not – I wouldn't – you know, there's an argument to be made, and Tony understands this, is that there's uh, sports entertainment and then there's sports – you know, the WWE has actually been doing this already. They've been actually – now, they've had some live people at their shows, uh, the people that work in the performance center and things like that. But they've actually pumped some crowd noise and and, and tried to work it. And it wasn't terrible. Um, but I think for places like football and baseball and, and, and you know, arena-type sports, I think it'll be a little bit easier to do. I, I, I think it's a good idea. I just hope that it's it's not as – you know, I hope it's as smooth as what Tony was saying in the soccer game, where you don't really even notice it. It's there, and you're excited about it, but like you don't even notice it. Do you think? Yeah. Uh, do you think major league teams should bring in like uh, cardboard cutouts or or dolls, like the Korean baseball league is, and, and have those in there? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling you, I think, and I can't remember who it was now. If it was the Twins or if it was the Orioles or somebody like that, but they had this this thing going on where you could pay to have your face in in on a cardboard cutout in the stadium. I, I, I've got an even better idea. Okay, so you know all the, the stadium workers that are selling the hot dogs, the beer vendors, the merchandise people? Bring those people in as you're at the hour, hour, hourly rate that they were supposed to get paid by serving us, us fans. Bring them in. And just pay them to be fans and have them cheer on the team as well. I think that would be look. You're you're trying to you know have your employees you know you know try to make money while while this is going on. Pay pay your 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 uh, your vendors 
uh, vendor workers come, have them bring in, have them come in and, and watch the games. You can spread them apart so much in the, in the stadium. You can do that. I think that that could be another another idea. Ray's call me. I've got great ideas. Just call me right now. You, you can call he's me. Like, yeah. I've got great ideas. I got great ideas. Yeah. I, I got Ray's great, great ideas. Yeah, the Rays would call you, but they're too afraid to spend money. So that's yeah, true too. There's that. Oh, <laughs> you him? No, 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 no he's just that's the truth. It's the no, truth. It's I'm not the truth. The truth. No, listen, here's the truth. You want the truth about the Tampa Bay Rays? I'm gonna give it to you. Because listen, I don't know what it is about the show this week, but I've had moments to stand on my soapbox this week. So this is what well, you I'm know. You know say. why? Because I let you be the pseudo that's, host. This that's week. right, the pseudo pseudo host. The pseudo host. Uh, but no, here's what I'll say about the Rays. This is my only my only concern and my only beef with them. Stu Sternberg needs to be fired. He's done. I, I don't like him as an You're owner. Fired. You're fired. You're fired. He You're fired. seriously is is if Jeffrey Vinnick could buy the Bucks, the Lightning, You're and the Rays, I'm gonna stand on that all day long. I'm telling you. Listen, this guy knows nothing about the community, doesn't care about the community, doesn't care about St. Pete, doesn't care about the race. He is more interested in getting this team to Montreal than he is actually caring about where they are right now. So, uh, listen, the only idea and thought that I want is how we can get Stu Sternberg removed as owner because he's terrible. He's out, He doesn't care a lick about this team. And, listen, I'm not I'm – not, taking the Tampa Bay area out of this. I think they're just as guilty. They need to show up to these games. You know, obviously, if COVID were not here. But they need to show up to these games because when you don't show up, you give an avenue for this moron to make ideas like that video that you showed me, L. Bushman, where they're like, that's a real idea. You know, moving moving a team halfway during the season to Montreal, that's just stupid. So it just doesn't make sense. But I, I, I will forever loathe Sue Sternberg as long as he's the owner. And I'm telling you, he's going to be the reason that the Rays moved from Tampa in 2027. James, you need to uh, get in touch with a fan group that we're friends with. It's keep the Rays in Tampa Bay. They always go to the games. Uh, yeah. The fans, they have they have signs to say, you know, Stu needs to go, no Montreal yeah. deal. So you need, to, you need to get in contact with them. So oh, I am. Chris, I, I, Chris, yeah. uh, Chris and Katie are great friends of the of the show, so they they hit up that group. So, so yeah. Unreal. Unbelievable. Anyway. Calm, calm, calm down, buddy. It's okay. Uh, it's going to be all right. Every time right. Stu Sternberg is mentioned, I just get, I get angry because he's just – an idiot and I don't like him at all but then it's and it's and it's his fault to me that the Rays don't pay people because he has this mentality of oh well we're just the slow market team and we're never gonna you know do anything and blah 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 and, and anyway it's it's just there's a whole we could have a whole Tampa Bay Rays show about well, we're gonna we're gonna have our baseball our baseball preview show next week, leading up to opening day. So I'm next excited. week will be our, our baseball preview show. So you and, and and could be uh, shocking developments on a JP show coming up next week about a certain location we could be hosting from on Friday. <laughs> I wonder who came up with that idea, Tony. Oh <laughs> me, me. But you idea. You were the one who just said here, and I go. Dunk I, it. Yeah, who, so, I wonder who came up with that day. Hmm. You you said it, and I was like, I wonder if we could do that location. Hmm, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. All right. Stay, well, let's, stay uh, stay let's let's stay with Major League Baseball. I know. Again, we're we're just going to stay with them for here for just a second because MLB.com uh, released a very interesting top ten yesterday, and I wanted to touch base on this top ten, not just because the Rays were on it, thankfully, which they deserve to be. 
but because of, of who is on it. Uh, and so I want to get your guys' opinion on uh, if you guys agree or disagree with this top 10. So this is the top 10 uh, pitching rotations in Major League Baseball. This is per MLB.com. So I'll go through these quick. Number one, the Nationals. Two, your Tampa Bay Rays. Three, the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, four, the Cleveland Indians. Five, the Dodgers. Six, the Yankees. Seven, the uh, Texas Rangers. Eight is the Mets. Nine is the Cheaters, the Astros. And number 10 is the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. So let me ask you, I'll ask you guys, L. Bushman, we'll start with you because I sent this to you yesterday uh, myself and I wanted to see what you guys think. So agree or disagree with this lineup and is there anything you would do differently? I I disagree with this list. Um, I'm, the Reds, I can see up in the top five. They've got a really young core of guys they have, they have brought in for the rotation. Listen, I, I know the Reds stink. They're a stinky <laughs> no, stink. Sonny Gray is trash. Yeah. Trash. Yeah. Uh, I would I would move the Dodgers into the Reds position at number three and, and bump yeah. the Reds down. That's what I would do. I mean, other than that – um, yeah, it's it seems pretty legit. I, I I just disagree with those two spots with the Dodgers and the Reds. I would bump the Do- the Reds down to five and the Dodgers up to three. I'm having the Rays at number two. That's that seems about right. I mean, of course you're gonna have the the the, the champs Nationals at number one with their pitching rotation because from what they were able to do last year, going from 19 and, and 34 and win the whole thing, uh, they've got a. I mean, their their rotation scary. You got Scherzer at number one, Strasburg at two, Patrick Corbin, Anibal Sanchez, and Austin Voth. So that 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 five is really scary. And then the Rays. And don't forget Joe Ross. And don't forget yeah. Joe Ross. Yeah, and then the Rays at number two. I mean, the Rays rotation is probably the best in the AL right now, hands down. So I would, um, I would say their pitching staff as an as a whole, yeah, even the relievers, and and this is just beyond pitching rotation. But but I think they're they're the most balanced pitching staff in baseball. I'm not just saying that as a Rays fan, but you look at these guys who they have on the back end. Man, they got they got some guys, man, that can just make the throw, and it's, it's I mean. It's, I mean, honestly, you could bump the Rays over the Nationals be- too because the Rays pitch it like their their farm system. They've got guys ready to be plugged in, and then you can take the guys that are in the 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 bullpen. You can make them frontline starters if you want in the back end for the four and five spots too. So, I mean, that just the Rays they're they're known for their pitching, and that's why they're they're in the top top two right now. Yeah, so I'll give you an X factor for the Rays. I'll give you an X factor for the Rays. Brandon McKay. What Brandon McKay are you going to get? Yeah, yeah that, and that's, and that's, that's and what that's I how far you're going to go. I was worried I about Tyler, I was worried about Tyler Glass now until he threw that simulated pitching. Well, I think I think the also the other question that we're going to have to ask is what who or what Blake Snell we're going to get this year. Last year he had a bad season, injury plagued. I mean he's he's coming off of the whole Rona controversy and everything. So what I want to see if he can return the form to way he was in 2018 when he won the Cy Young. That's the Blake Snell I want to see if he can do that. I'll take his his stooge status off, and he can be Blake Snell. Okay, he well, won't be known well, as Blake Snell the stooge if he goes back to the 2018 form with me. He's only had one good year in I his know. career. One, then that's the one where he won 20 well, he won games. Young, and, and that and that's the one. And that's the one we all want to see. If he can get back to that, he he he's good in my book. He can he can he can say all he wants on Twitch if he goes back to that form. If he doesn't, he's still a stooge, and he could just play Twitch he, all day. Besides that year, he has a plus four earn run average. Plus four. 
That's, that's not good. That's yeah, not good, especially, especially for a especially for a defensive team. And ask him how he plays the Yankees. I think he calls the Yankees his daddy. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, but my pick, honestly, one of the dark horses, I think, the New York Mets. How can you say oh, no to Jacob? Um, you how can you say no to Jacob? If you if you guys are talking about how uh, if Blake Snell comes back to form, how about if Noah Syndergaard comes back to form? You also have Stroman coming in, and you also have if Rick Porcello comes back, and also Steven Matz. Who don't, forget I think, Michael, don't forget about Michael Walker, too. I, the, the, my only concern with the Mets rotation is they always get hurt every single year. Like, two two guys in that rotation get hurt, and they, like, the Mets, the Mets are, this is what they do. They start off high in the first half of the season, and then after the All-Star break, it's it's downhill from there, and that's why I, I don't trust the Mets. They, they are good on paper, Good first half of the year, and then they just they just shit the bed the rest of the season, and because they always get hurt, they, those guys cannot stay healthy. It's only a sixty you, game season this year, though. That's true. Yeah. And that's I will true. tell you one team that I think does not deserve to be in the top five. This, this and this is this to some may be unpopular, but I will say this: the Dodgers do not deserve to be in the top five, and I will not say it's because they're not talented enough to be in the top five. But David Price is not pitching. That's why they don't need to be in the top five. If you're basing this on this, and this is what I would like to know, is what are you basing this off of? Are you basing this off of last year? Because if if you are, then the Dodgers, yes, they, they should be a top five rotation. But if you're basing it on what you think expectations are for this year, you are losing a key starting pitcher. Uh, yes, you still have Clayton Kershaw, who probably is still one of the best pitchers in baseball. Uh, absolutely. But outside of that, if you lose David Price, you don't – I mean, there's not really a whole lot of superstar-type options. You see, if Blake Snell doesn't work out and he has a horrible year, you still have Charlie Morton. If Charlie Morton somehow, you know, doesn't have a great year, you still can lean on Glass now. Uh, if Glass now doesn't have a great year, you have McKay, who you don't know. So, again, it's – the Rays are up toward the top because of who they have right now in their rotation. If you're looking at the Dodgers, you have Clayton Kershaw. That's really it. I mean, you got another couple guys who are decent, but you don't have a number. You don't have like a true number two. Well, yeah, I well, I disagree. Walker Walker Bueller is their clear number two on that that rotation right there. Now, I, I can see why they dropped them down to number five because Hinjin Ryu is no longer there. He hit free free agency this past offseason, and then David right. Price saying he's he's not going to play this year because of COVID. Now, I think uh, I think that's why they're at number five. I think that's deserving a number five. Uh, having that one two punch of Clayton Kershaw and Walker Bueller is is good for me and that's why they're at number five now if, if price was in that rotation that would bump them up a little bit more that would bump them up to, for me would be in that that three spot if they had if they had david price in that rotation yeah what about what about the d-backs with Bumgarner and 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 zach and weaver sample sizes from the latter two but we know the ex- tons of experience Bumgarner comes and Bumgarner hasn't been Bumgarner hasn't been consistent enough. I mean that he's he's been good, but he hasn't really lately. He hasn't been great. Like you know, like he's not. I, he I hasn't been. He hasn't been the bum of of old, and that's the I think he's, he's yeah because he's getting older. I think he's he's got the, the a lot of tread on the tires. I don't I don't think I don't think that rotate. Look, listen, Arizona's a, a really they were a surprising team last year. They were a good team, and they're going to be a good team this year as well. So having him in the rotation is going to help with with having a veteran being there to help those young guys in that rotation. I, I, I just, 
I don't think they're in the top 10. I don't think they're in that top 10 right just yet. And another, and another team I've been trying to say, watch out for those pesky Astros, those cheaters. You got Man. Verlander, McCullers, Man. Grinky. Watch it. They Man. know what to do. Yeah, yeah. They, know how to, they know how to cheat. They know how to cheat and ban the track game like a Phil Collins music video or something. Hey, Pete, Pete Rose knew how to cheat, but he was still good at baseball. Anyway, all right. Well, one that's more a different. That's a different kind of cheating, Tony. Come on. Well, one more question about this top 10 uh, that I want to ask you guys, and then we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, out of all of these top 10, uh, who do you think has the best chance for a World Series victory? Le- legitimately a World Series victory because I know a are lot we, of people are picking the Rays right now because of their rotation. So now, now James, are we going for just rotation or are we going to do combination rotation and bullpen? No, no, no. We're, we're just rotation. looking at the rotation list that we have. Who is the World Series winner out of this, in your opinion? Um, well, I'm going to be a homer. I mean, of course, I'm going to say that. <laughs> but I think the, the next the next rotation after that would be the Nationals again. They've got the rotation that could they could probably repeat. I mean, it's. I mean, obviously, let's just say who's the best. Who's the best pitching staff in the league? And of course, we're going to say the Rays because top down, there's. I mean, they're the scariest pitching. That's what they. That's what they strive for: pitching and defense. Ever since Joe Madden was here, yep. so uh, that's no surprise. And if anything, uh, based off pitching staff, I would say probably the Nationals. Yeah, uh, I would love. I would love to see a Rays Nationals World Series. That would be awesome. Yeah, that yeah. would be. Like those two top that, that that rotate those two rotations going together, that would be a fantastic World Series, man. I would love to see the Rays out out pitch the Yankees though in a seven game series. I feel like that'd be that'd be really cool to see, especially in ALCS. And yeah. hopefully we'd be able to attend. Hopefully. hopefully. Here's here's hoping. Uh yeah, I'm with you guys. I, look, I'm not I don't I'm trying not to be a homer too, but I just I think be a homer. We know you're gonna be a homer. I, I think the Rays are too good uh pitching rotation wise, but but if I had to pick another team, you know, I'm actually going to pick a team that's not named the Nationals because okay. I think that there are some teams here who are legitimate. Uh, but and I will say, you know, I'm kind of intrigued and Tony kind of stole my thunder. But but I'm, I'm actually really intrigued with the Mets. I, I think the Mets, if they if their pitching staff can play consistently, Noah Syndergaard can get back to that level. I look at them and say they could be a contender. I don't know if they they have the offense to do it right now. And that's the biggest deal. But I. Uh, I'm I'm saying if their pitching can get them through 60 games, we're looking at this from a 60 game perspective, and that so and that's why they have an advantage. And, and going back to what Tony said, it's a 60 game season, so that right. they have an advantage of not having to do the whole 162 where they're right. those guys usually get hurt the for, you know the second half of the season. For, will, will there actually be a five man rotation with them though, or will they go four and then they'll try the opener strategy and just go with their relievers? Who knows? Well, I think yeah. a lot of people are going to try that opener strategy, but anyway, that that's just me. And the Rays do it well, and they do it the best. So. Often imitated, never duplicated, man. That's right. That's right. Let's go raise. All right. Well, uh, intern Tony, final thoughts on this uh, Friday from you, sir. Everybody have a blessed weekend. It's a great weekend to have out. Uh, JP's birthday is, I believe, tomorrow, but we're celebrating tonight. And you can catch him on his birthday show because there is no show on Saturdays, 3 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday. Also, um, I don't think we're on Twitch today, but you can you normally find us on twitch.com slash the JP show and also on all fan stream sports. And you can see my beautiful face everywhere around. So, all right, Elbush man, 
Final thoughts. It's been a great week. Thanks for thanks for being our pseudo host this week, James. You've done oh, absolutely. You've been a great job. So yeah, make sure to uh, stream us on fanstreamsports.com and also download the app as well. Where you can catch uh, Set the Sales podcast and the other podcasts that are on the show on the dais with us uh, on the clock radio, the Casuals MMA podcast, the Blitz Breakdown, Locked On Rays, and am I missing one? I don't think I'm missing one. No, I'm not missing one. And then you can stream Sports Caffeine on Spotify, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. And also make sure to follow us on our social media platforms at Sports Caffeine One on Twitter and, of course, on Facebook. Make sure to like and share our page to your friends because we need those likes. We want want uh, more more audience because you know we're greedy like that. So, anyways, too. So, yeah. hope every hope everybody has a great weekend. Happy Friday to everyone else. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Stay inside. Go do what you got to do, but try not to get the Rona. All right. Well, thank you so much for watching this episode of Sports Caffeine. Looking forward to seeing you guys on Monday or whenever our next show is. And uh, and we will talk to you all after the weekend. Thank you. Be safe. Talk to you all later. We are out. Thanks for listening to another episode of Sports Caffeine. Available for streaming on FanStreamSports.com and FanStream Sports, the app.